morning. Um, well, as always, it's a, it's a great privilege uh, a participant in this game. And, uh, you know, our team has uh, earned its way here. Uh, a lot of hard work. We've had our ups and downs. But ultimately, uh, we're able to uh, earn the spot here. And we're, we're privileged to represent the AFC in, in this great game. And uh, certainly a great matchup against an outstanding team uh, with the Rams. Um, Rams are extremely well coached, um, well prepared. They have uh, great players, great staff. Um, they've pretty much led wire to wire, uh, as a lot of as were a lot of expectations uh, for them to do that. Um, so we're gonna uh, and have you know had a good week of preparation back in Foxborough. Um, kind of fine tune a few things here. Uh, this week, and you know, be ready to compete Sunday night against against a great football team. They've had a great year, and uh, have a ton of respect for for what they've done, uh, the way they've done it. And we're going to go out there and do our best to compete against it. Please raise your hand if you have a question. When you're right, Coach. Farhan Lalji from TSN. Just want to ask you about Julian Edelman, who's always been so good in the playoffs. What is it about his makeup that allows him to succeed in the biggest games? Yeah, Julian's uh, prepares well. He's a very competitive player. Uh, he's got good skills, and uh, he he plays extremely hard. He's a very competitive guy. So um, unselfish. Whatever we ask him to do, um, he's he's always willing to do it. Gives his best and. And uh, he does a lot of things to help other players around him uh, play better or achieve success. Uh, I think we all really respect him for that and uh, appreciate what he does to help the football team in so many areas, uh, going back to when he played defense for us and in playoff games and obviously returned kicks, played in the kicking game and you know, made a lot of big plays on offense as well. So he's, he's always there and we can always count on him. Coach, uh, WAF Boston. It's a kind of a unique question um, with Great. the social media. Uh, could I come up there and take a selfie with you, Coach? Would that be okay? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get that later, all right? Is it maybe if I just got in front of the podium and you waved? Next question. Next question. Coach, uh, Arturo Carlos for Maximo Avance in Mexico. Coach, what can you tell us about the difference between Sonny Michel and James White, uh, even when they are trying to, to throw the football to both of the guys? Uh, well, we're, we feel very fortunate to have um, a good set of backs. Uh, they're all very talented, have been very productive for us. Um, you know, James is, is clearly that leader. He's um, been with the team in a number of different roles, but has made a lot of, had a lot of production in the passing game, but he's also had a lot of production in the running game. And, and um, as a situational player, uh, Sony has the least experience and um, missed a little bit of time in preseason and a couple games during midseason. But he's worked hard, continued to improve, learned our offense, and uh, just becomes more and more valuable each week. And you know, Rex is another versatile player that's really can play on all four downs for us. Um, he's good on first, second, third, and fourth down. He has a big role in the kicking game. Um, very dependable player on uh, running plays, passing plays, blitz pickup, um, just really all the things we asked him to do. So 
Uh, it's a good group, and and um, they've all they've all had a big contribution to our football team. Whichever one's out there, we have a lot of confidence in. Coach uh, Ciro Procuna, ESPN International. What is the most important attribute that you see in a coach like Sean McBay? Thank you. Well, the most important thing to me is our analysis of the Los Angeles Rams and their football team. Um, and Sean, as head coach, obviously is um, you know responsible for the overall team. He's done a great job, and, and they're a very good football team in all three phases of the game. Uh, so, you know his style and so forth um, you know you'd have to ask the Rams about that I'm not really sure I just see a I see a good football team out there that's been consistently good for the two years that he's been there they've uh, led a league in scoring over that period of time um, they're very good on defense they're very explosive in the kicking game um, really every play is a problem uh, and he's done a great job of creating that type of um, explosive attacking team that's that's very hard to play against and obviously they haven't been beaten very many times over the last two years, they have a great record. Would you address the uh, the struggles of some of your protégés as head coaches, specifically Matt Patricia, as I am from Detroit? Yeah, no, I'm here to, to talk about the Patriots and the Rams, and that's what our, our job is this week, is to get ready for the Rams. Uh, I think Matt's a great coach. I think he does a great job. He did a great job for me. He's very... Uh, smart, he understands football, he's an excellent teacher, but uh, really I'm here to talk about the Rams. Bill, to your left here. How would you describe the work that uh, Dante Scarnecchia has done with Trent Brown this year to allow him to, to mix him with a group that's played a lot of football together and have the, the kind of season that he's had? Yeah, well, Dante, as always, uh, does a great job with the offensive line. Uh, he's a very good teacher, a very good fundamental teacher, and he helps each individual player. But Dante's greatest strength is his ability to get the entire line, um, and that sometimes includes tight ends, fullbacks, running backs, and even quarterbacks uh, to think together, to see things uh, consistently in the same manner uh, so that we can all operate as a team. And so the individual fundamentals are are very important. I don't want to minimize those, uh, but ultimately having everybody doing the right thing consistently together as a unit uh, is, what, is what really drives the, the train. And Dante does a great job of that, as he always does. So uh, Trent's a key component of that, but um, if the offensive line doesn't work together and, and doesn't function as an entire unit, uh, but rather as five independent contractors, uh, I don't think they're going to have much success when they can work together collectively uh, that's when their the strength is the greatest. Sure. Has there uh, been anything uh, from last year's Super Bowl specifically that you've used in your preparation for this Sunday? Uh, I mean, there's some things that were you know relevant schedule-wise, uh, but this is a completely different team, so I would say it'd be minimal. Coach uh, Federico Rivera, Radio 13 in Mexico City. Uh, Coach, uh, there is controversy about whether uh, Brady um, is the best quarterback of all time. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he's a great quarterback. I'd certainly put him up there against anybody, but, um, you know, I don't really feel like it's my job to, to you know, rate people. He's, he's a great player. He's been a great player for the New England Patriots. 
Uh, certainly his record is unmatched. Glad he's my quarterback. John Crick, Toronto Sun. Bill, a few times in the past, including briefly last night, you've mentioned how the late Wayne Harden has had an impact on your style and approach as head coach. Um, he was the Navy head coach at a time when your dad was there, mm -hmm. and then later at Temple. Yes. Can you explain uh, some of the things specifically that you might have seen that opened your eyes to maybe being a more aggressive or more unconventional head coach in some way? Uh, to say Coach Harden's philosophy was uh, very much of I'm going to he was going to look at things if he saw something that uh, he felt was uh, would help the team and was productive, then he would do it regardless of maybe what the conventional uh, thoughts were at that time um, and what was traditional. Uh, he was willing to, again, run plays and uh, train and do things that were, I'd say, a little bit off the beaten path. And, um, Having talked to other players uh, who specifically played for him, um, like Tom Lynch, like Roger Staubach, like people like that, uh, you know, they, they confirmed that. And, uh, you know, I saw that not only when he was at Navy, but then, as you mentioned, when he went to Temple, um, not just offensively, but in the kicking game uh, and defensively. And uh, sometimes you just kind of, I would just, I don't know, a little bit shake my head, but then, when you saw the results of it and you understood what he was thinking, you were like, this is a pretty good idea and, and not one that I would have thought of right off the bat. So um, when I got into coaching uh, with the Giants, uh, he was still at Temple and certainly I was a lot older and a lot more able to understand and uh, learn from him than I was when I was, you know, a preteen. And um, so I'd say looking back, though, when you learn something young and it kind of becomes your uh, you're, you're comfortable with it or you're used to it, you know, and you're very impressionable at that age. I'd say that that stuck with me. Uh, so uh, I'd go to the Garden State Bowl against Cal as an example of that game, of, of you know, things that he would do. So that, was, that would be an example of it. Okay. Yes. Hi, hi Bill. Um, hi. What, hi. What have you discovered over the years about kind of the science behind roster building, not just adding the right guys, but doing so at an optimal time? Uh, well, that's a great question. Um, you know, roster building in the National Football League is a very uh, challenging uh, task, and there are so many talented players in this league, um, and they're, they can be very different. So you could have very talented guys with different skills. Um, and ultimately, you have to try to find the right mix for what's best for your team. Um, and that can be long and short term because there's a developmental aspect to young players. And then there's a, um, an element to older players of being able to maintain or sustain uh, the level of play that you're accustomed to seeing. So when you put all that together, uh, along with immediate needs versus long-term needs, so what do we need for this week? What do we need for the rest of the season? Uh, what do we need for next year? Uh, it all becomes um, cloudy, I would say. Uh, and if it's clear, it's easy. That's, that's the good thing. Um, usually it's not that clear. And you have three or four options, and you try to make the best one based on how you want to prioritize 
all those things. But it's a great question and it's a very um, challenging and difficult part of uh, coaching is the roster building, roster maintenance, and uh, depending on the, the time frame that you're looking at, that there are certainly uh, multiple correct answers. Just you'd have to determine what, what your priorities are. Coach, Jeff Martin with the Associated Press. Uh, we were supposed to get up to one inches, maybe a little more snow. Uh, what's your reaction to that? Were you surprised that it didn't materialize? And, and how has the, uh, the weather in general affected what you're doing this week? All right, I've been outside of this building today, so I couldn't tell you if it was going to be eight feet of snow out there. It could be 95 degrees. I have no idea. Sorry. Hi, Bill, from SEN Melbourne, Australia. G'day. It's great Hi. to be here. Um, just in terms That's of the roster. on the other side of the world. Yeah, pretty good. It's summer, about 100 degrees right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the opposite of this. Yeah. Thanks for your time. I just want to touch on, you were just speaking about the roster. What is the key to recruiting players and personnel in your staff that will remain loyal? We always see that people struggle to leave you if they do, in fact, advance somewhere else. So what's the key to recruiting loyal personnel? Uh... Well, I think it's like any other, when, when you, you're talking about coaching staff or players. Well, they're, they're a little bit different, but uh, it's, regardless of, uh, it doesn't make any difference. I mean, ultimately, every relationship is built on respect and trust. So um, as in a long-term relationship, you might be in a short-term relationship for other reasons, but long-term, it's, it's trust and respect. So. Um, I'd say the people that uh, have been with me for a long time, um, that there's a mutual level of trust and respect. Uh, and in some situations, when people have opportunities that are better than the ones that I can provide, uh, which um, is the case from time to time, then uh, I certainly would not try to impede those people from advancing their careers as players or coaches. Uh, when they have a better opportunity that I, I can't compete with. So I understand that. Um, I've been in that situation myself, and I think that's just fundamentally the right thing to do. Coach, we're going to go in the middle, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hi, Coach. Uh, I'm yes. a reporter from China. So this Super Bowl Sunday is also the Chinese New Year. I just kind of wonder, can you just say China, Happy Chinese New Year to all your fans in China? Right now, I think China had like 30 million NFL fans. 29 million of them are Patriots fans. So you have a, <laughs> you have a huge base in that country. And also, uh, uh, another question, I mean, I got it from a lot of Patriot fans in China. They really care about your retirement plan. They wonder, can you uh, just, you know, make some pledge as uh, Tom Brady did yesterday. He said he will play until 45. Can you just tell all the fans uh, you will stay here for another two, three, four, five years. Thank you very much. Well, I certainly appreciate the support from uh, our Patriots fans in China. Uh, that's awesome. And um, yeah, right now I'm, I'm really just focused on trying to help our team do the best job I can to prepare our team for the Rams. And, um, you know, I'm not going to really worry about anything else besides that. Um, I hit the 45-year-old milestone myself as a coach, so long past that. Um, but as far as the future goes, right now the future for me is Sunday, 
uh, Sunday night against the Rams. Just a few more questions. We're going to start there in the back. Patrick Zumi, ProSieben Germany. No worries, I'm not going to ask you about Sebastian Vollmer. It's a football question. Now the Rams. That is, well, Sebastian Vollmer is football. That's, that's... Yes, but I got a football question for you as a defensive guy. Now the Rams like to insert their receivers in a running game just like fullbacks almost. Now does that create any headache for you as far as uh, playing man coverage against it? Uh, well, it creates, yeah, it creates a lot of problems. That's why they do it. Um, one thing about the Rams, everything they do creates problems. So uh, Coach McVeigh and, and his staff do an excellent job of making things difficult on the defense. That's one of the many things they do that uh, creates problems. It creates an extra gap, uh, and it puts uh, the player in close, close proximity to do other things, um, run crossing routes, uh, run uh, reverses and misdirection plays like they've done with uh, Woods a number of times this year, uh, add another gap into the running game that you have to account for defensively, um, man or zone. So, um, again, they all the things they do, they don't just they don't do them to be friendly to the defense. They're very uh, inhospitable to the defensive uh, coaches and players. They they make it tough. They have a great game plan. They have great schemes, and uh, all their tactics are. Uh, provide another degree of difficulty for the for the opposing defense. Hi, Bill. Uh, I know you wouldn't need any football history lessons from someone like me, so I'm sure you're aware that for 25 years, the team that lost the Super Bowl hasn't been able to make it back the following year. I talked to some of your players, and they gave you a lot of credit for maintaining a sense of normalcy and just getting to work every day, and that's how they got back here. What have you seen from your players? Uh, this group of players that they've been able to get back here a uh, year after last year. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't really. I mean, I don't really care about last year, or the year before that, or two years before that. I don't think that really makes a lot of difference. I think what is important on this year's team is that these players have worked hard. Uh, they've tried to improve every single day. Um, as coaches, we've tried to do the same thing. Uh, we've. Each year, I uh, think your team is uh, comprised of obviously different players. Um, you face some different opponents, and you evolve into a slightly to maybe moderately different team than you were the year before. And that's the case this year. That's really the case every year. So we've tried to adapt and um, adjust to our strengths and weaknesses, our opponents, and try to find the right combination to make our team the best that we can. Uh, and our players have embraced that. They've uh, been asked to do a lot. They've been asked to do some things differently um, from what they're used to doing them. But they've tried to um, make those changes because they see it's for the betterment of the team. And I really respect and appreciate their attitude, their work ethic, their physical and mental toughness, um, and their resiliency. Everything doesn't always go perfect or right. But uh, we go back to work. We try to correct it. We try to fix it. Sometimes we have to change it and try to get it better the next time. And they've done that um, relentlessly since the middle of April last year. Um, you know, minus the month break we had there in June and July, but uh, since the middle of April, we've been really demanding those type of things from them on a daily basis, and they've responded day after day, week after week, month after month. So I, I have a ton of respect for the individuals and uh, collectively the different units uh, as they've tried to do that. Last question, second row. Hey, Bill, uh, Wyatt Vaughn with J.R. Nola. Do you feel like Tom kind of pioneering the underdog mentality for your team 
has kind of brought a new form of motivation to your team? Um, I, possibly. Um, I don't know. I can't speak to what motivates every, every player, every coach on our team. Um, but I think ultimately we all want to go out there and perform our best on Sunday night. Um, we've, as I said, been at it for a long time this year. Um, it's the biggest game of the year. Everything's on the line. Everything's at stake. Uh, we all want to go out there and, and perform at our very highest level. Uh, and that's because of our respect and commitment to each other. Uh, and certainly we understand how difficult it is to play a team like the Rams and what that challenge will be. So uh, we're going to do all we can this week to prepare to do that Sunday night. Um, I know we're going to go out there and, and perform at our very, try to perform at our very best level. And uh, we know that's what it's going to take. So whatever all the motivation or things are that go into that, I don't know. But I think ultimately that's what it's really about is, is how do you get to your best on Sunday night individually and collectively as a team. And that's what we're absolutely going to commit to and try to do. Okay. All right. Thank you very much.